Good evening, and welcome to On Base and Off Point with your hosts, J.R. Herb and Vinnie Marshall. Life, Life in, in the, the Deep, deep end. end. Welcome back, everybody. It's been a little while. About the usual. About every two weeks, we get these things up on the interwebs. Whether people like it or not, <laughs> we hope they like it. So far, we've gotten some good responses. This is Apple approved. What does that mean? I don't oh, know. I, as opposed to orange approved? <laughs> or banana approved. Or banana approved. Yes. Okay. This, so welcome to the podcast. For you that are new, this is about not just bass, but life in the deep end. Two old fuckers talking around. Just talking about everything. Whatever the hell we come up with. So, But we always start out by talking about bass players that we like, and then we delve into just utter silliness. <laughs> Like last time with Lance Boyle and Johnny Gonorrhea. Paul Pustuel. Paul Pustuel, that's that was, right. That was a rough And their friend episode. Touch Testicles. <laughs> and his brother Lefty. Lefty, yeah. What happened? Oh, you don't want to talk we about really it. We really went to the uh, explicit stuff early. Sorry, people. Right. Kids are in the car. Um, now would be a good time to hit the pause button. <laughs> I just said fucker, so it doesn't really matter. Jesus, uh, Vinny. Oops. Oops, uh, sorry. I said that originally. My name's Dammit. <laughs> Jesus, get over here. <laughs> but, Dad, I'm Jesus Christ. <laughs> if you know that joke, mm. folks. So, well, anyways, welcome to the podcast. And tonight we're going to talk a little bit about Earth, Wind, and Fire bassist. Verdine White. I mean, he's a badass. He is a badass. Total, uh, great player. He's a fantastic player. Um, he he has been around for what the last fifty seventies, I think. Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, I think, started in the nineteen seventy. So almost fifty yeah. years. Almost fifty yeah. years. Wow, the guy's been around. Great for player. A long time. Born in nineteen fifty one, Chicago. Chicago. Chicago sounds right. Yeah. Chicago sounds right. He um, he picked up the bass when he was fifteen. His dad was a doctor. I didn't know that. And played saxophone. Wow. So he operated more than one way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Bidding crash. Uh, bucket be, of fish. Bucket of fish. Shoes from out of town. <laughs> Try the veal. Yeah, that's right. I'll be here all night. I just flew in from Vegas. Oh, my. Arms are tired. Oh, jeez. Oh, so his brother was the drummer in the band. Oh, that's Maurice, right? Yes, who played with, I think, Ramsey Lewis? I think chess Records. That's what Ram it was, yeah. Rams yeah, I think it was Ramsey, yeah. Ramsey Lewis, because uh, Verdine played with Ramsey Lewis eventually, I think. Did he? I think. It's very possible. I thought I thought he did. At least what very diving I did, I came up with that. Yes, but great player. I, um, Earth, Wind & Fire, my favorite album is Gratitude, which is a live album. Three sides live, and then the fourth side was... Remember back in the day, you actually got vinyl. Right. And I don't know he, if you all can... Remember well now. Now they remember because it's out back out again. It's it's yeah. back in again. Well, back in out. Whatever. It's out. Yeah, it's out. You know, it's it's, it's produced. Pretty, it's pretty bad when they have to wait fifty years after Abbey Road to have vinyl come out again. True. You know, that's that's a. I I missed the Beatles by a few years. You know, as far as far as when I was a kid, I I didn't realize who they were until after they had broken up. Yeah, I thought they were dorky until I got older and went, oh wow, oh wow, this is really important. Because you know, my parents would listen to some of the older Beatles. Yeah, the stuff that I didn't that really dig was really it's foundational to their 
development, but not stuff that you would be into in the 80s, no, 70s, or 80s. No, no, no. All that, uh, yeah, no. no. Um, but Abbey Road was, holy cow. That was amazing. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. But anyway, when, when, you get, when you get an album like that, I, I, I can't say that I've heard the Gratitude album. You played some of it before we started. Yeah, we, we did a quick little spot listen. Right, you know, yeah, so we, so we knew what the hell we were talking about. Just to get in the mood. Right. And man, he's a great player. Oh man, he's wonderful. I, I know I know we talked about this, you know, off the podcast, but the guy not only does he play very well, but he moves like he's on crack. He's just moving constantly, gyrating and playing. It's not like he's dancing and having a good time when he's not playing. He's playing stuff I can't play and he's moving around like a maniac. I can't I can't imagine doing that. Yeah. That's that's crazy. I mean yeah. And and I'm sure somewhere along the line, does does he sing at all? I thought he sang a little bit. I think he does bit. do some BGBs. Some, yeah, some background vocals. I don't know if he does live or not. Total lack of um, research on our part. Well, that's all right. We're not really talking about his vocals. We're talking no, about his bass playing. his bass playing play is phenomenal. His bass playing is ridiculous. Yeah. And, the, and the other thing is, is he doesn't do any slapping and popping that I could remember. Not that I remember. No, he's pretty straight ahead. You know, but, uh, but if you listen about. to his stuff, like the Gratitude stuff that you were playing for me, Mm. It really sounds like like James Brown and and the soul of the '60s and the early yeah, '70s, and yeah. it's different different to me than than traditional or what I considered traditional Earth, Wind, and Fire. You know, they they didn't play that soul stuff that same way. They played Serpentine Fire and you know all, all sure. those those hits that we know, September and everything else. But some right. of the stuff that they were playing on that live album had the had the Tower of Power, Rocco Prestia groove-ish type of Very stuff. Very jazz. Very jazz oriented. Oriented for sure. Sounded, you know, the horns had a very tower power sound, right? As well, and those guys would have been out at the same time. Sure, sure. You know, the seventies. The 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 group when they started, I guess the Verdine was taking lessons from an upright play, bass player and a and a, a guy that was playing trombone, and the guy that was playing trombone actually came into the band to play in what's called what they called the horn players. They called the Phoenix Horns. Mm. Uh, the Phoenix Horns, I guess, Tower Power Horns and the Phoenix Horns. I'm sure they did a lot of recording, you know, outside of uh, just their original bands. But you know, here, here's somebody, Verdine White, that was a was a was a bassist. I mean, an upright bassist, and he learned, uh, you know, learned upright um, from. A, there was a method we were talking about a Bill method or something that I've never heard of. I don't know what it was as far as, as far as what the technique was. An upright bass. Method book, or, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I studied Samandel, but I didn't, yeah. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't study uh, anything goofy. But he also, he I was came also from a the Samandel method as well. Yeah, I, um, he was also a big fan of Gary Carr, and Gary Gary Carr is a ridiculous monster upright bass player. Right you know, on the classical side. On the classical about, side. Else, of yeah, and then he picked up a you know an electric yeah. bass, and the rest is history. But you know, the guys, guys, just phenomenal. He's been playing. You know for what so I like long. about their music is it's very positive. Um, message wise sure um, you know this is a time I think the early 70s when you started to, to see the Black Panthers and right. a lot of this stuff going on that was uh, more geared towards violence and kind of getting away from what Martha, uh, Martin Luther King was talking about sure and they seemed to rise above that with they their, really their music their music was very I think um Inspirational, almost positive, almost spiritual in some respects. Yeah, that's a good point. It's it's very much like, you know, Shining Star. Right. That's a very positive, inspirational tune. And if you looked at at uh, some of the stuff, some Sing of their well, some of their album covers too. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Philip Bailey, and you know, getting dressed up as as 
they were showing off some of their heritage as far as what they were dressed like. Right. You know, but at the same time, it wasn't, it was, it, it was kind of above that. You know, it was just, this is it who we are. It was celebrating, yeah, the black heritage. And right. The, just who, who they are and where the they African, came from. And, and the first tune on Gratitude is called Africano slash Power. Oh, okay. And, and that's, it's a straight up funk jam with no vocals. There's no like, you know, vocal message on top it, but, of everything yeah but so. i mean you heard it it's just yeah. it's very jazz oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and it's got congas and a lot of percussion and it's a great sound and i think it at that time i'm you know shocked that they didn't get sucked into some of the the darkness of the, time, of the yeah, time yeah of the yeah. times well if you think of, if you think about it that group prominent funkadelic with george clinton um sly and the family stone Larry Graham, those those bands were all huge bands too. Oh they, yeah, they were ten and fifteen people up on stage. They and they were you know they weren't the the Fab Four or you know or or, or Cream or you know or, or the Who. I mean they were they were a lot of people on stage. If you think about that from a musical standpoint, you know the actual making of the music is one thing. You think about fifteen personalities that you have to deal with while you're on the road. Oh, being on the road just makes you cranky. Just, just because, just yeah. because you're you're living in a in a hotel room or a bus with, you know, twelve other mm. sweaty people, you know, and have to put up with somebody else's, you know, whatever habit, you know. They're cranky, makes you cranky. You yeah. get more cranky, they get more cranky. Yeah, and, and they things didn't, go things go south in a hurry. They didn't go back on the road those days for like a week and come home for no. You know, they were on the, they were on the road <laughs> for like six months. The tour baby, you know. Now, nowadays, everybody goes out for like, I, I'm going to digress as I usually do. You know, 38. That's why you're here. That's, that's exactly why I'm here, just to talk. Um, 38 special, we were looking, we were looking at their, their schedule after they came out and did their, did their show. They go out and, and they play a weekend. They play like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then they, they travel to wherever they're going and they play the next weekend. Boy, I want that life. You know, that's perfect. You know, you don't have to worry about, I mean, you, I'm sure they take their families with them or whatever they're going to do or hang out. But for they a made week. it. Well, because they but 38, paid their dues. But 38 Special isn't, isn't exactly like, you know, Cream or The Who or, you know, yeah, iconic name. But you would know four or five of their tunes if you were listening yeah. to pop radio. Sure, sure. But can you say that they're iconic? No. 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 So, so They're in a stable of, you know, a, a kind of niche genre. Right. With, that sprouted from... Leonard Skinner, I would probably guess Southern Fried Rock or whatever you yes. want to call it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, which probably came from the Allman Brothers. You could probably go back further. I don't know how far back. We have to do some research on that. Like, yeah, it, but, but anyways, it, it, I digress. Yeah, the, the the point is, is that that they've made it as far as they're going to make it. I mean, like like you know, we saw Bad Company a couple weeks ago, or a month, a couple about a month and a half ago, and that Foghat was with them. You know, Foghat has been around for forty flipping years. Yeah. And but then you look at the people that are in the band. Is it still anybody? No, still, yeah. you know. And so it's like the Glenn Miller band still out there. Well, yeah. So you're going. <laughs> wait a minute. This is Foghat. Like they did free ride, and the bass player didn't do the didn't do the bass solo. You know, I'm like, wait a minute. Why didn't he do the bass solo? <laughs> That's like that. that you talk about like iconic lines. You know, that, that would be like Verdine White not being there, and whoever took over to play bass for him didn't play any of his parts. Huh? Right. Why? Right. You got to do that. I mean, Getting back to those guys, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I, anyway, <laughs> I watched Ali 
the uh, Muhammad Ali thing with Will Smith. Yeah, have you seen it? No. Wow. Good. Dark. Dark. Oh, oh yeah. living his life as Cassius Clay and going well, through all that stuff. Well, and yeah, it kind of documents his whole more out of the ring than in the ring. In the ring, yeah. He had a lot of he had a lot of issues. He was fairly racist. Wow. I mean, yeah. you, well, you you all you have that, to do he, is all you have to do is go out and Google. He's a product of he's a product of his of his time. Well, sure, just like you know our grandparents or whatever. Sure. Here's two middle aged white guys talking about Earth, Wind, and Fire. What's wrong with that? <laughs> and, yeah. and the social implications of, 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 of what they're of of Muhammad what they're, Ali, Muhammad, and, well, and, and the brothers, the Islam brothers, and the. The but, whole, all right, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip on another tangent with oh, this. Oh, bring it. Bring it. You know, I dare so, you. Yeah, I just did. So um, when you're talking about music and you're having a conversation about music, I don't sure. really care about what group it is. I'm not, we're not, I'm not sp- picking anybody specific. But you don't see the group as, as a group of any type of color, white, red, no. orange, green, whatever. There are a bunch of great musicians, like the guy that plays in Dream Theater, Johnny Mung, Myung? I don't know how you say his name. Bass player? Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. You know, he's, he's Asian, of Asian descent. So, I don't care. Can he play? Like a mother. Like, yeah, yeah he, he can play great. I don't care if he's green. What's his name? I don't like that. I'm pretty sure it's Johnny M-Y-U-N-G, Myung. Myung. Myung, I don't know. You know, but you make a good point. It's so so. Yeah, we can sit here and talk about Earth, Wind, Fire as two middle-aged white guys, but I really well, don't sure. I don't really care if they're green. We talk about their, their, their music, music is wonderful, fantastic. Yeah. I, I just apologize for kind of getting into the social ramifications of a black group you in know, the early '70s, not buying into the, the the you know war. What is it good for? The black power and all that stuff and. Thank you, George Wallace. Yeah, what am I? Exactly. <laughs> hey, you kids, get off my lawn. Get off my lawn while I burn my cross. Right, sure. <laughs> anyway. I'm that happy note. So, so Verdine. Verdine. So what's your favorite, what's your favorite Verdine song? Oh, or or Earth, Wind, and Fire song? Probably um, Shining Star. Shining Star is pretty damn nice. That's I, probably I, my favorite. I'm a big Serpentine Fire guy. I like That's Serpentine a good one. Fire. Yeah. I mean, I realize those are both classics, and they've been played yeah, to not, death. We're, we're not getting deep in the you know, weeds. We're, we're not going into the. You, you don't have to, because if you listen to one song like that and you, you're drawn to it, you're going to pay attention to the rest of them. And when you start paying attention to it, like you, you put gratitude on. I'm listening to it, going, "Damn, I need to listen to some of this stuff." Now I'm going to yeah. go back and listen, and I just get sucked in and drawn in. As opposed to if you start listening to something like that, you know, you say gratitude to somebody else, and they're like, "Huh." What tune is that? I don't know that tune. And you really can't have a conversation. You can say, yeah, it's earth, wind, and fire. But if, if I say gratitude to somebody that's just, you know, like if you went to work and said gratitude is an earth, wind, and fire song, first of all, if you talk to the people that you work with, given the fact that they're, what, 20 years or junior, mm-hmm. they may look at you and go, earth, Some 30. <laughs> earth, wind, earth, earth, wind, who? Who's earth, yeah. wind, and fire? You know, I mean, it's almost like saying who's the Beatles you know, sure. to some people. They don't really sure. pay attention to that stuff. But if you but if you say Shining Star or Serpentine Fire... When you or, play the music for people, they go, oh, oh I know, I know that. that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, well, you know... What, that's it, a very good point. It's, it, it, you know, it's, it's also just the same thing about trying to figure out who the bass player is in a group. 
if I say Verdine White to to somebody at, at your work, they may look, look at you and go, "Who the heck is Verdine White?" But if I put on that a, happens all the time, you know, I, you know, you put on a piece and you're going, "Oh, that's that person." Now right. I I've, I've stopped and, and listened to groups like when I originally listened to Cream, and somebody said, "That's Jack Bruce." I go, "Who's that?" But then I figured out who it was and I went back to listen. You right. Know. So Shining Star. Right. Yeah. Play this. Here we go. It's like. You probably remember that. Of course. You know, so is it. Earth, Wind, and Fire? I never heard of him. Never heard of him, but I've heard that. Oh, Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. I know that. That's that's not Michael Jackson. But I love the message of that song too. It's got a great message. It is. It's got, it, well, like I said, most, a lot of, of, the, most of their songs are all stuff, positive. Which, you, know. you know, I love because I'm a resiliency guy. Right. Positive, growth mindset. Get away from the negativity bias. Well, well think think about this. Live too. your life. Think you about know, this too, Jay. They started this group in 1970. All right. Oh, God, so what's yeah. that? What's that? 49 years. Yeah. That mere longevity by itself means that they had to have the ability to stick together. They had the, had the ability to work through problems. They had the ability to make changes and change with the times. And to grow. And to grow. All things that, that involve resiliency. Right. You know, making, making choices about what you're doing to move forward, not look backward. And they could have easily, easily died on the vine and, uh, you know, been, you know, one hit wonder or, or lasted so long and then didn't stay. These guys are still going on, you know. Yeah, I mean, for sure. 50, oh, it was that he was... 19, Verdine was 19 when he was playing with, with Earth, Wind, and Fire in 1970. So that makes him, you know, 59 years old now, right? Or, or no, 68, 68. Is that right? 68? Yeah. I don't do public math, That's especially yeah. on <laughs> Public math, 51 from 19, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I don't do it. It's still, yeah. If I'm playing darts, I'm like forced to do it. Because I have to go up to that dartboard and like, yeah. oh. Three 20s oh, or seven. Shocking. Somebody, it's 42. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Give me uh, another beer. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing yeah. up here. Yeah. Yeah. It's a math I'm not, good public, I'm not good at math, period. Yeah, you, you, It's you, just arithmetic. It's not even math. It's arithmetic. It's uh, basic third grade arithmetic. Can I do it in public? We're, we're going to play no. a t- we're going to play a tune later that has a two four bar in it. I thought Jr. was going to shit himself. <laughs> he goes, "Oh, it's three four. I go, "Is that seven four? No, it's three four. There's a two four four bar. In. Oh, oh, okay. Let me uh, go clean my um, <laughs> boxer shorts out here. Thank you. <laughs> so, we had um, a resiliency class. I taught. I'm a master resiliency trainer for the Air Force, and we we that, talk a lot about like the first degree black belt. It's like a, uh, yeah, but not first degree. Uh, I'm still just a bass player from Pittsburgh. As opposed to two tickets from Pittsburgh. Two pickets from Pittsburgh. Oh, waka waka. Zing, zing. But we were talking about resiliency, and the command chief showed up for the graduation. He said something I thought was pretty cool. Resiliency isn't just bouncing back from adversity. But sometimes it's recognizing there's a new normal. Like 9-11, we did not bounce back from the, 9-11. The, paradi- well, we, the paradigm changed. It's a different lens that we have to view the world through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that happens uh, not just to us as a nation, but it happens to individuals like you. 
you, you have a new normal because you, you were told, hey, you've got diabetes. You've got to stop drinking and oh, smoking yeah, and all shit. that. <laughs> You know, all that shit. All, all that shit that, that makes me feel. Oh wait, no, it doesn't. Uh, never mind. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I've, I've stopped all that. But you're right. Yeah, you're right. You, you change. I thought you, that you was your insightful, though. It was like it's resiliency isn't just bouncing back and getting back to where you were after a significant event. Sometimes it's recognizing I'm not going to get back to where I was. I bounced this way. Right. I'm not bouncing back. I'm bouncing another way. But you got to keep pressing forward. All right, so so we'll go back and 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 use a very simple one. You came into the Air Force from what? Nineteen ninety-two. Ninety-two. Okay, so when you came into the Air Force, your first Air Force base was Hanscom Air Force Base. Hanscom Air Force Base. Boston, Massachusetts. Getting on and off the base, you probably had a gate guard that saw your little sticker on the window and stickers and waved you on like twenty yards before you even got to the damn gate. Yes, you could. There were little yep. Different colored stickers, so they would salute the officers. Right. The officers were blue, and yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, NCOs and everything yeah. else. So the same thing, you know, back in the back in the day, you know, not that I up until about two thousand and one. Well, but ba- up into the day too, you would sneak into the base before ten at night, and you didn't have to show your ID. Now McGuire used to have to sh- show your ID after ten o'clock at night, and they made you roll down the window because they were worried about you drinking. But back in the day, if you had a couple beverages and you tried to get through the gate, you just held up your your ID card to the window, and they went, "Okay, fine." You, you just kept going, no worries. Or they just waved you on before you had a chance to get there. Now, yeah. Everybody has to. You, should, you have to basically give yourself tantamount to a DNA sample to get onto an Air Force base, right? I mean, if you if you come on and you happen to be a retiree and you don't have your ID card, tough shit. You ain't getting on, pal. You know. But here, the, the reason I bring this up is this: when you came into the base in the morning, you know, they there was several there were several gates. We used to McGuire used to have a band gate that was that was easy to get through. You know, you knew the people, the gate guards waved at them. Oh, hey, Vinny, how you doing? You know that kind of stuff. Now, you know, it backs there, up. There is a backed up line for sure because every and idea is checked. Every idea is checked. You go through a you know a little screening process, all that sort of shit. Yes, and you can't horse around with that stuff because if you do, that is the new. That normal. is a new normal and. And for yeah. somebody like you or on I, the, on, on a macro level, right? Somebody for like you or I that that we got into we got into the Air Force base, you know, by by way. Well, of and look hands. at look at airports. Same thing. You go to the airport. Yeah, you have to you have and, to pretty much disrobe. And, 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 you know, <laughs> someone brought that up. They're like, you know, TSA before nine eleven. I'm like, um, there was no TSA. Before. We didn't have TSA before. <laughs> TSA was a security guard eating donuts in the in the Starbucks. There was no such. There was no know, going. Hey man, you here again? See you later. Take care. You know. <laughs> yeah. uh, make sure you bring me back something through the you know from it's, Guam. It's a whole new division of our wow. federal government. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole new normal. And right. then some lady is able to sneak through somehow and get past. TSA and the scanning, and she also snuck onto an airplane this week. I didn't know that. You didn't hear that? I didn't know yes. that. Well, you know, I, I got I got to the point where I, where I, I've decided that listening to the news is 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 probably a good reason to to consider you know, suicide. Oh, well, no, antidepressants, oh, okay. nothing else. Yeah. You know, I mean, because you start listening to this stuff and you're going, really? That? Ha- oh no, no. Well, no. that's they since it's their job is to tell us the bad news. 
Every once in a while, tell us a little good one, news. Once in a while, the problem is, is that you get to that once in a while, and it, you know, it's some cat that that, that you know was up. And there really, is it that big a deal that some lady snuck through TSA? What she do? She got past. You know, when you step up to the, the there's a, uh, you know, like a booth, not a booth, but a desk. Yeah. And someone's going to check your ID. All oh, right. Ticket. So she managed to get she, past she that. She snuck by that person, but she went through the um, body scanner. All that stuff, yeah. So she went through all that stuff. Well, what's the big deal then? Well, she she also well, she managed went, to get down and get on a plane, so she snuck past. So, the, so, so what we used to call a stowaway. That's what she was. She was yes. She was we used to call us. We used to call a stowaway. And back in the day, you're going, "Are right, you kids? You can't no get away would, from this." She probably would not have been caught had she not been so stubborn and wanted she's food. Like, I, I mean, no, she's. A, my seat's 15A, and some other lady has 15A. She's like, no, my seat's 15A. So the flight attendant comes up. Can I see, yeah, your, can I see your... she, You know, when the person comes up and says, I have 15A, oh, let me move. I mean, you already snuck past. You've gotten through 95% of everything. <laughs> You've just got to get through the You're last there. part. You're on the plane. All oh. you have to do is go, oh, I'm sorry. I must have misread my ticket and got up and go to another seat. Right. And then someone comes and you go, oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to sit by my friend. Right. How and, you doing? How you doing, George? But she just sat there and looked at, I'm 15A, and she wouldn't look at the lady. And she's just looking at the front, you know, looking at the seat in front of her, I'm 15A. Oh, I threw my ticket away. I dropped it when I got on the plane. Next thing you know. The dog ate it. The dog ate my homework. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> so they eventually... Took her off the plane, and then they took everybody off the plane and all oh. their stuff off the plane. Oh snap! And redid everything. Yeah. Oh snap! So, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Where was this airport? Chicago? Uh, it was in Orlando. Orlando's pretty big. That's pretty a big airport. airport yeah. yeah. So, wow, I had no idea. Yeah. That just. But back in the day, you probably could have done that pretty easily. Oh yeah. You could have stuck on. Yeah, you could have stuck on being a stowaway. You know, if you, were, you, know if, you if, if you watch the movies, you'd, you'd ride in the, you know, ride up on the, the, you know, the wheel. You know, <laughs> if you're Bruce Willis or you know one of those damn guys, they they got a lot of frequent flyer miles in those movies. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando. You know, I'll be Bach. Whatever. You'll be Beethoven. Uh, yeah. I'll be Bach. I'll be Mozart. You'll be yeah. you'll be Beethoven. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> So are we going to rack and stack for Dean? Are we done talking about quick, Verdine? We'll do a quick Verdine rack and stack. Okay. So what's first? Technique. Jesus, guys, this technique is good. Nine. I would say at least an 8. Point, I'll give him an 8.5. All right, 8.5. You, you're marking these. Too. I'm marking yeah, these? Yeah, you're marking these. Okay, okay. all right. Well, I'm having technical difficulty with Technical this. difficulties. Oh, grand oh, no, piano. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, we got the J and the V. Yes. Technique for J is nine. Vinny is eight point five. Group factor. I'm going nine again. Nine for the group factor. I'm going to say nine point two five. Actually, yeah, I I like that. Uh, Tone. Uh, Gee, I'm stuck on nines. All right, well, nines it is. I Um, I like his tone. It cuts through nicely. For he's got horns and everything else. Yeah, it's it's. I like his. I like treble. I'm going to split the difference between the other two and say eight point seven five. I like his tone. It's a little bit too trebly for me, mm. um, but it's a very good tone. Yeah. And, and part of the reason I don't, I'm, I'm not as fantastic about this, and this is a personal issue. He plays jazz basses normally, but they have he has a PJ combination, and I'm not a big right. PJ combination fan. I don't like the P the P combination. There's a lot of people that do. 
I understand that. But the PJ combination to me. He's not talking about peanut butter and jelly, but. You know, it's peak precision configuration and jazz bass configuration for you folks playing at the home. home All right. What do you think of his creativity? It's quite nice, really. I mean, you've got... Does it go to a You've got little lines intertwined and weaving. <laughs> it's, it's, it's sort of, you know... La, la, give, give me a number, for God's sakes. You know, it's kind of a Bach Mozart piece. Oh, God. Here we go again. That's not a number. I like to call this one... Crap. Lick my left pump. <laughs> oh. For those of you that haven't seen Spinal Tap, do your homework. And, Creativity. And, and this is still explicit. Ah, great lines. Eight, 8.5. 8.5. Um, what do you got? Um, eight. I like his lines, but there are other people that are better. Yeah, uh, they're solid. They're it's, solid. Eight's a solid yeah. number. Eight's a solid number. Yeah. All right, so the X Factor. I love the way he performs on stage. Well, I was just, just going to say, if we're he's, giving him a... Uh, 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 some kind of credit for his ability to jump around like he's nine point nine point two five for me. Yeah, I'm going to probably agree. That was, that was I'm going to take Paul in to block, but I'm going to say nine point seven five. There's not many that's more creative. Than no, Jocko did a little dancing Jocko, when Jocko, he was playing. You know what Jocko did? Jocko mimicked the bass players that he knew, and he put he used to get put uh, uh, baby powder on the stage yes, so he could slide around. Slide speed around, yeah. Just because uh, I guess the James Bond, I don't know if it was Bootsy Collins or somebody else, but they yes, used to Yes, probably that. Bootsy. Probably. Bootsy was like 18 yeah. years old and, you know, 16 feet tall yeah. or whatever he was. And wore those, he didn't wear those glasses back then. I don't think so. Yeah, but he, he Jocko also threw the bass around him. He threw the bass up in the air. He also twirled it around his back like Victor Wooten does now. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did all that crazy stuff. I feel good. So we should play a tune. Oh, yeah, we should, shouldn't we? Yeah, let's get, let's get after it. You wrote um, three tunes. I wrote none. Uh, Pretty much standard for the... the um... Well, the, sco- the score is three love. <laughs> <laughs> I love mine and JRS none. He's <laughs> talking, oh, well, the score today is... Right now it's three nil. Three nil, that's right, if you're playing cricket or whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> Crazy-ass stuff. So which, which one are we going to do, do first? Are we doing the one that's called Waiting to Move? Yeah, let's do that one. Waiting to Move first. And this is... This so is, you wrote this. Tell us a little bit about it. I, I, it's a, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's the Latin, the Latin tune, Waiting to Move. Um, it's a, yeah. You know. We're get, we're get, Christy and I are getting ready to close on a house. And as anybody that has closed on a house at least once in their life knows... I've closed on four. Yeah, you, you you just have to go through that waiting process. Keep breaking even on them. Well, you know that's good because at least you've gone through four of them. Yeah. You know, I mean, but but for me, anywho, you know, that you, relates to the tune. You're waiting to move. It's just you know, it just it just goes. Oh, waiting you're waiting. To move. You know, you uh, we're sitting there in that limbo land. I, I got news. What? Don't wait to move. Start throwing shit. Away. Oh, oh! Don't worry. Oh my! Don't worry. God. Don't worry. We've got. We've already had this discussion. We're going to just have a have a tirade. We, we're going to go through each room. Uh, we don't have that many rooms. We're just going to start throwing shit. Away. How long you worry. lived in the house? Eight years. Uh, Eight. I've got news. It's don't wait. We're just going to start throwing shit away. <laughs> don't worry about it. Make sure yeah. there's no cats or dogs in the stuff you're throwing away. Because I don't think we have any of that. <laughs> 
I mean, we have one dog at home, you know, but I mean, at least I know when, because she moves at the speed of death. Make sure Connie doesn't end up in a dumpster somehow. You start just throwing no, stuff away in a hurry because you're no, in a hurry. I'm moving. No, no the, con- moving. the, con- the con- there's two Connie stories. The first Connie story is Connie comes over to the house and she looks at something and she picks up whatever it is. If it's a nice pencil or a nice pen, she goes, is this yours? I go, yes, mom, it's mine. Can I have it? No, you can't have it. It's my pen. You know, she goes, well, why not? I said, because it's mine. You know, I like my pen. I, I, not only do I like it, I'm left-handed. You know how hard it is to find a pen that I like? You know, and, and she just, we're she, both left-handed. That's right. She, well, you, do you have that problem? You find? I mean, I swear, I, just I like, will search for a pen for the rest of my life, and the day I find it, I'm going to die. I'm going to just fall over. I like a gel pen that's real sloppy. I don't like a fine tooth. You know, Sloppy. Fine, yeah, it's got to be like. You're left-handed. You're going to get your you, you, you your schmutz all over the place. I, your, I know, your, but I don't. I like something that's got you know just the ink flowing, flowing ink. You make no sense. Flowing you're blonde. Not, you're, not left, uh, you're not left-handed. Hair. You're not left-handed at all. <laughs> yes, I am. You're not left-handed at all. What do you have? Your hand in that cockamamie way where you you, no, you put it right there. It looks like you got some right kind of palsy. Smear it just. Come right across. No. Go across. I haven't looked at your handwriting. Is it crummy? Oh, terrible. Oh, well, good. Mine's good because I oh. take my time and I don't. I have ink that dries before I even put the words out. Well, you have to remember, I, I'm an orange. I really don't. You don't give a flying fuck. No, I'm, I just want to have some fun. I'm I'm a green. If it doesn't look good, I'm going to do it. Let's again. have some fun. Let's play this. Too. All right, let's play this too. Here we go. <laughs> Thank you. 
Did you like that? Yes, but I think you still need to. Don't wait. <laughs> don't wait to move. Just start move, move furniture. You're gonna find stuff on your couches. You're like, oh my god, here's that cat we had. Remember? He's been dead for three years. He's mummified. It's, it's Kittles the cat. <laughs> Kittles the cat. Uh, apparently, we were supposed to take him out for a walk, and he never made it. <laughs> well, we thought he was a stray. Yeah, <laughs> we've been. He's been, been stuck under the couch. For, we've been doing uh, drive-bys to the house that we bought. Chrissy's, Chrissy's mad because I keep driving by the house. It's, it's about two miles from where – it's actually 1.7 miles from where we live now. That's, so that's it's awesome. right around the corner. And so we, we, we keep driving over there, and she goes, what are you doing? I says, i got to check on the house. She goes, why? You're, you, we they, don't they, own it yet. I, I said, like hell. I said, I'm keeping these bastards – got my eye on them, make sure they're not doing anything wrong to our house. <laughs> And she she said, if you drive up there, like, so today on the way home, went to the commissary, came home, and I decided to drive by the house. Well, I called her, and I said, uh, um, I just want to let you know the house is okay. And she goes, Dallas is okay in the house? I go, no, honey. I went to the house to check on the house, and it's fine. She goes, why did you go there? They think you're going to be creeping on them. I go, no, I'm not creeping on them. It's our house. It's, they're, just, they're just occupying it for the next 20 days. Something like that. Until you close. Until we close. And then I'm going to say, <laughs> give your... me those fucking keys, <laughs> bastards. Uh, they took, you can tell by the house that it's well taken care of. They do. They, they, you guys they, got a great deal on it. Yeah, they They're took not, care of the house. Just relax. Take, mm. get, get back to your place. <laughs> and try to clean start up. Start throwing shit out. In the dumpster. You're going to go. And then you'll be like, oh, my gosh, what's in this thing? Oh, my. There's just. We've got. We've I had got to so throw much. away so many bass player magazines. I, I have had like a million of them. I have it's a like, bunch of them. Yeah, I threw them away. Yeah, I should have. I threw them away. Yeah. But, but there's lessons in the back. and then like, But they, they, have ad, they have ads that you can send away uh, for stuff, you know, free straps and <laughs> strings and shit. That I didn't really care about. I cared about the lessons and the articles. And I'm like, sure. you know, there's so much stuff online now. It's like, who cares? Well, yeah, I mean, there's so much more stuff. Baseball magazine now is even have a... Uh, Real magazine. It's all online. I don't even read it anymore. Do you? No. I, I, it's, not online or otherwise. It, it gets it. Well, if you get it online, like you can do it through uh, Apple Play or Google Books or whatever the hell it okay. is. Apple, Google Books, you yeah. know, and it's like a buck twenty-five a, a magazine, which isn't really bad. But the problem is, is it is it? It's like a bunch of ads and a bunch of bullshit, and you're like, 
what is this? This is crap. It used to be the thing back in the day. It used to be a great magazine back in the day. Oh, yeah. I remember when it came out, it was like, finally, it's not a guitar player magazine with one bass player article in it. Right. You know, but now now it's, I just don't think it's as good as it was. They always said the last page was like Jeff Berlin or someone that was just, had some controversial, just talking smack about the, something. Jeff Berlin hates everybody. <laughs> I mean, well, I shouldn't say that. I he, met him at NAMM this year. Did you like him? Yeah, he's he's. I'm, I'm friends with him on Facebook. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I like the guy. I, I always agreed with him. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you're right. You dude. know, people should might learn piss how to people read off. Yeah, well, that, well, that's the whole that's whole thing. He, he he told uh, we're going to jump onto a subject that uh, I told uh, we said we were going to talk about this beforehand. Ginger Baker passed away. Yes, we need to talk about that. And here's here's several comments to make about Ginger Baker. Um, one, I'm extremely surprised that he made it to 80 years old yes that man i'm not sure what his drug habits were but the guy smoked like probably like 10 packs of cigarettes a day i mean if you looked at him he looked horrible and not only that he was english or welsh and their you know health isn't really a good their thing. genes aren't exactly no, the strongest you know and then he drank like i'm sure to to excess and he managed to make it to 80. I think part of well, the reason he, he made he it was a, he was a an curmudgeon. Ornery, yeah. uh, he was a curmudgeon. Yeah, yeah, he got in a fight with everybody. Everybody. Him, him and Jack Bruce, I mean, they, they, they couldn't get through a performance without fighting. Physically. Yeah, yeah. Physically fighting. Jack Bruce is English, too. Or is, well, I'm he's sure. Welsh. Jack Bruce is Welsh. Oh, so they're both. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, grand piano, Welsh, English, you know, it's so close. It's, what's, what's a channel in between you? You know, oh, nothing. Yeah. Um, but there's a story we brought up Jeff Berlin and, and uh, Jeff put this up on uh, on Facebook. He had a chance to meet uh, Ginger Baker, and right. um, when he made oh, he, he, yeah, go ahead. So so obviously Jeff was an extreme fan of, uh, of Jack Bruce to the point where Jack and him I think were were friends. I don't know know how how much they were, but. But he, Jeff, thought the world of Ginger Baker. He loved the way he played, and there's a lot of people. I mean, I think Ginger Baker a fan, was a phenomenal drummer. So I guess Jeff went to a concert and um, was introduced to uh, uh, Ginger Baker, and Ginger Baker was like, just blew him off. And 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 Jeff said, before you before you tell me to fuck off like you do everybody else, uh, my name is Jeff Berlin. I'm an extreme fan. I really love your love your playing. You were really influential with me, and, and I really enjoy you. And you know, it, it's a real pleasure and an honor to meet you. And Jack, uh, not Jack, um, Ginger Baker, I guess, turned to him and still said, "Fuck off!" <laughs> yeah, after all that shit. But then I guess when, when, wherever they were, well, it was a concert or an after party or whatever it was. Um, somebody must have told Jack who Jeff Berlin was, right? Or, or not Jack? Excuse me, uh, Ginger Baker. And Ginger came up and, and talked to him for about you know half hour or whatever, and they just they just talked about whatever and had a yeah. had a really good conversation. But you know those those shows, Ginger Baker was what the the, the incredibly angry Ginger Baker, whatever the hell it was. It was a show. It was a show, and he was he was just every every word out of his mouth was you know fuck this, fuck that, you people suck, you assholes, you know. And it's like oh yeah. my god. So much for positivity. So much for resiliency. Well, in his uh, his particular case, resiliency turned out to make him live till eighty. Or, or, or that's it, not all that old. Let's be honest. Well, for somebody from the seventies who smoked like a chimney, it sure in the hell was. <laughs> you know, 
I'm trying to manage diabetes and make it to 100, you know. That I, I haven't drank, smoked, or did drugs anywhere close to any of those, those bastards. Yet. Well, there's, 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 a, there's still time. This Colorado. Yeah. This Colorado. Yeah. Where are you going? I'm going to get me a big gummy bear with THC in it. I, I went and bought CBD oil today. Where? Um, at Dorothy Lane Market. Yeah, and the reason I got it, I, first of all, I, I told my mother I was going to get it, and I thought my mother was going to, you know, have some kind of, you know, novena intervention, because I, because I told her, because isn't that cannabis, mom? It's can the oil of cannabis is from from the hemp. It's not what you think it doesn't is. Doesn't have the HTC in there. The THC. THC. The HTC hit. Yeah. HTC is is the sound system they use in the. That's, that's THX. Oh my God. Oh my God. Help me. Help me. I'm trapped in, in JR's basement and I'm enduring this. Any, anyway, the reason I got it is because I've heard so many good things about it helping with neuropathy. And, and the only complaint so far I really have about it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up. No, what, 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 what it's called diabetic neuropathy. And what is that? Neuropathy is, is nerve pain where your nerves. Mm. Decide they're going to fire whenever they fucking feel. So you like don't it. have to put your hand on the stove for it to be like, "Ow, that right. hurts." It hurts. It okay, just, just I did in not know general about this. Principles. Yeah, so and, and thank it, you for clarifying. Right, for you folks playing at home that don't have diabetes, you know, it, it, it's a shooting, burning pain that 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 feels like something's going on, and you don't, you 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 haven't been invited to the foot party that's existing. So trying to go to sleep at night. You lay in bed, and all of a sudden, it's like somebody's shooting you with, you know, whatever. So it's, it drives you crazy. And you can get drugs to help you. And I've gotten a thing called Neurontin, which, which helps. Neurontin is for, is for nerve pain, and it also helps with restless leg, which I could probably, possibly have. Who the fuck knows? At this point... Chrissy would know. Yeah, well, Chrissy says I do, and so I'm, I guess I... She'd be like, oh! Yeah, ah, damn it. Oh, what are you oh. doing? What the fuck are you doing? Ow! Stop kicking me. Hit your toenails! <laughs> I'm like toenails. I have some nice looking feet. Let me tell you, right now. I'd show you. I'd show you my feet, but you know, I, you don't have to. We'll I got, take your I got word some for nice it. looking feet. We'll take your word. Anyway, for so it. to make the make the story longer than it already should be, the diabetic <laughs> nerve pain late. is keeping me up at night. So I've been doing um, this uh, these essential oils to help me with this, and there's certain essential oils that will help, lavender and peppermint, and there's one that I that I I told you about not too long ago, frankincense and myrrh. I believe it. And you put some of that on your feet, and it's like it's better. But the problem is, is it's all temporary. It works, but it doesn't work like you know, like enough, like eight hours, so I can get some sleep. So um, somebody was telling me you should try CB, CBD, CBD oil. Yeah, CBD. So I got some balm today, and, and but you won't smell as good. No, as if you do the. Frankincense and myrrh, and myrrh. or well, the what were the other ones that were really lavender and peppermint, oh. and and with we get it with some jojoba or grape up grape seed oil or or almond oil, <laughs> and uh, my my blood pressure will go down just because I've done that. I want you to start breathing from your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe from my stomach, man. Belly. I haven't got a lungs down breathe there. Breathe in from your belly. <laughs> Imagine, Take a deep breath imagine the breaths minutes. are in, entering your left hand and going out of your right, right hand. Oh. oh, yeah. Well, you know, so the, I used the CBD oil before I came over here, and it actually feels pretty good. You look better. Thank you. 
Uh, it doesn't I mean, take very much. In fact, a step if, up. Uh, at this point, I'd, I'd be happy to take a step anywhere. You know, you're still uh, stepping. I'm still stepping. But but that's that's the that's the that's the story. So the diabetic neuropathy that's is a mouthful. That, yeah, say that three times fast. No, but I'm being resilient as always. Yes, you know, and moving. Count forward. your blessings. I am. Count you know, I still got two around. feet. You know, for God's sakes. You know, I'm not missing a dit. Well, wait a minute. I am a missing. Just part of a digit. Uh, nine and seven eighths. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So I, let's just talk a little bit about that. Count your blessings ties into gratitude. Right. Which is my favorite Earth, Wind, and Fire album, Gratitude. Is this like the seven and degrees? Gratitude of- is really about, it's, it's, it's different than thankfulness. Right. Cause so, you, yeah, right. There's one thing being thankful about something, but gratitude is different. You know, I think gratitude has ties into smelling the roses. Sure. Knowing your, you know, it's 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 somewhere between thankfulness and mindfulness. Gratitude is, um, you know what I mean. Gratitude takes you outside of your body and looks towards something else and has you appreciate what you have. Yes. And grateful, yes. grateful for what has been given to you or you've received or you've had the pleasure to have. Thankfulness can be this sim- a similar thing, but thankfulness is something where, you know. It's some, internal? Well, somebody gives you 10 bucks. You're thankful that they gave yeah, me 10 bucks. Yeah. But, but gratitude is like I have a house. You know, I have I have the ability to be grateful for. Well, it could also be I don't have the ten bucks, but I'm grateful to still be. Wh- still have, whatever your still situation. Have, still have food in my belly, or, or a place right. to a place or, or to, to live. be alive, right? Or whatever. Yeah, any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and if if you wind up wind up having the gratitude, you can look past yourself towards something else. So you're not you're not sitting here internalizing everything, going, "Damn it, my life sucks. I don't have this. I don't have that. I I, I right. want a really nice car." And Which I don't is not have the one. proper way to look at life. No, or it's not the proper way. But of, that doesn't of get being. you anything because no. if you do that and try to look toward getting something out of it, what are you going to get out of the complaining that you don't have a nice car? Just being pissed off. Yeah, you're, you're not going to you're not going to figure out how about to do something, something else. About it. You're going to get right. more. You're just going to be angry, and then 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 it's going to turn into this cascading effect. Where you're going to say, I'm mad because I don't have a car uh, or a nice car. And I'm damn mad that I don't have a nice mm-hmm. base. I don't have a Sadowski base. Well, I have 13 bases at home. I'm pretty happy for what the fuck I have. You know? Right. Uh, so I don't have a $5,000 base. Well, that's okay. I don't need a $5,000 base. No. I'm happy with a $1,000 car when I got sitting in my hands. Oh, it sounds great, too. You know. Yeah. And, yeah, well, you and, should. You know, but do, would I like more? Or, sure. And, and I think you can... I think you can dig down on this this gratitude stuff. I think you can peel back the onion or dig a little deeper. So it's okay. So let's talk about your base. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm grateful that I have because I think you can relate this to all, all anything that you have gratitude towards. You can relate to either like your core values of who you are, okay, or possibly um, something that helps you with your overall wellness, right? So. You like the carbon four string bass. Why do you like the carbon four string bass? Let, well, it's a five. Let's dig. It's a five. Let's 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 dig a little deeper. What do you like about it? It's the first five string bass that I played. It's easier to play than, than most five strings because of the way it's set up. 
it's set up like a four string with the dots if you look at the dots. So picking up the fifth, fifth string was a really easy thing to play. On top of it all, it's got a great sound. It's a neck through body. Most most bases that are around a thousand dollars are not neck through okay, body. So it's very technical. Let's get more into a, a um, on a, a human level. Why is that important to you? Because it'll give me more versatility to do something with the instrument. I mean, okay. You know, well, why is that important to you? Because I like to play bass, and I want. Well, uh, to, uh, uh, oh, uh, now we're getting somewhere. We're doing something so that I like. What? Why I is playing enjoy. bass important to Vinny? Because if I don't play bass, I'm going to be dead. Why is that? What does bass playing do for you that helps you from being dead? Um, it gives me everything. I, I mean, you know, within within reason, you know, without food and shelter and shit, it gives me everything I need. You know, so it's, it's, it's a, part it's a, of... It serves my soul. It, 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 it fills my, my, my soul and, and fills my uh, feeling of, of happiness. So there, there's, a, there's a... The part of it is probably a mindfulness to anyone you play. Right. And it fulfills some of that. Sure, absolutely. Right. But when you talk about your who you are, your being, who you are... It, this is almost spiritual, right? Because it's like yeah. when, you, when you talk about your spiritual wellness and your spiritual who who is Vinny, right? The makeup of me, the if makeup they, of you. Well, it, a big part of that is is my bass, is playing bass, is playing bass, right? Is playing bass. Yeah, yeah. If I don't have that, a part of me is not right. You know, I, keeps I, I'm your, not, you in balance. Right, right. It, it, um, I, we were talking about this too before we started. We I ran into Hans Marlette. Hans, if you're listening, I'm surprised. But if if you're no, it's, it's shocked. Yeah, yeah. If you made it this, if, if you made it, if you made it this far, if you made this, it past one of the F bombs, yeah, 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 yeah. Never mind. But Hans, Hans, <laughs> Hans, and I have known each other for like 35 years. This is a tuba player. He's what 10 years our senior. 10 years our senior. He's probably in his mid 60s. Mid 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tuba he, player, good guy. And he he knew me back in the days of McGuire. Nice human being. And we were talking at the at the commissary. He ran into me, shooting the breeze. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, what are you doing? Blah 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 blah. Right. And he looks at me and says the line that applies to this particular case. He says, "I'd ask you if you were still playing music, but I know that answer already." You know, because he he's still playing music. Yeah, yeah. But in yeah. his particular case, though, he was music wasn't the driving force behind him. I think the music served another purpose for him that yeah, kept it, him involved yeah. with social. Right. Uh, you know, there's probably a social aspect or another part of his value system or who he is spiritually right. that kept him plugged into what he feels important. He's got, he wasn't, he, he's not like a great player. No. In, in fact, player. in fact, the, the, the biggest compliment I can give to Hans is also the biggest, biggest uh, insult. <laughs> insult. Well, yeah, this man practiced more than, uh, than I did, yeah. you know, and he spent all this time practicing. And the problem was he never got any Very, better. Yeah. He he had I was he was we call that the Texter syndrome. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Um, he he would he would sit in his his shirt office as a staff sergeant, practice his ass off all the time, and he still didn't make any inroads as far. But he as had passion for. He had an extreme passion for for wanting to get better, and in that particular case, he always had I always had uh, you know much respect for him as far as that goes because he he spent all this time doing this stuff, but he didn't hone his craft. He just maybe tried to keep it. I don't I don't know what the what the what the proper term mm -hmm. is. But like for me, that era back then. I woke up. I played bass. I played bass. I went to bed. I, I got up in the middle of the night. I got you know whatever. I picked up an instrument. That's what I wanted to do. That's what I was all about. And and the same thing applies 
applies to, to, to any kind of base that I pick up. I don't care if it's one of your bases or one of my bases. I'm going to make a I'm going to make a happy yeah. happiness out of it, and that's the important part of it. That's a gratitude part of it. You know, right? Were you looking at it? and You're just grateful that that you've had the opportunity. And to do I this. think a lot of times when we think about gratitude, it's like, well, it's something that makes you, you know, what did you say? It's appreciation from outside that you look back and go, this is important. Right. This you is know? important part of you. This, but you, but you're looking at it from a distance, going, why? Why is this great? Why are you? As opposed to just internally. As opposed you know, to thankfulness, thankfulness, which was, which I, is, I give thanks for, you know, my health or, or whatever. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm happy I have a house. Or I'm happy I have a car. Or, right. You know, grateful is a, is a little bit more. But, yeah. So I really like where you're going with this because, with gratitude, I think that something that you're really grateful for or have gratitude towards, or whatnot, you can drill down, peel back, and keep. Going with the, the whys, right? Well, why, right? But why, right? And eventually, I think you get to a core value of your, your inner inner being. This is something I stand for. A lot of times, like family, mm-hmm. you talk. I talk to people, you know, when I teach resiliency, and they're like, "Well, I'm, I'm thankful for my kids' health." That's kind of thankful, but it is is sort of gratitude. If you're talking about it, it, one of your core values is family, right? You know, there there's that's part of it. Right. It has to be. Oh, I got my kids off to school without getting in a fight. Or, or you know, that's those little battles. There's gratitude within those little battles. Oh, those, those little battles, uh, you, you know, know all get, add up to be gratitude. Exactly. It's like, well, or, or, even when we don't. Well, we had, we had an argument. We can get little Susie's hair done, and she threw her bread at me. And those, those are things that if you're grateful for even that, when things go wrong with that, that's, I think that's important and a critical part of who you are and to understanding why you are who you are and what you are. Yeah. Huh. You know, because I think at the end of the day, you want to look back and, you know, when, they, when you're done, what John Wayne say? Nobody, Nobody gets, gets out, out of here. Nobody gets out of here alive. <laughs> Let's get out of here alive. You know, I mean. What? So we're all going to die. Right. We're all going to. It's like, so what do you want to be known for? And that comes back to gratitude. What are the things that are important to you? Why are you, you know, it's like, I think you can latch on to little things throughout the day. Even if it's a cup of coffee. Happy that you, a, did you get a good cup of coffee? That's not thankful. I think there's gratitude, there's gratitude within a, a cup of coffee where you can sit back, enjoy, you know, and, and get all the extraneous bullshit out of your mind. Have a sip of coffee. Look out the back window of your home that you own. Right. That's going to be great, right? Right. You, absolutely. You just, there's a certain amount of that that ties into your spirituality and your well-being. And it's it's something that you're taking a stock of what you are and what you're doing. Yes, I like that. And yeah. and you you're you're sitting back and going, "Hey, look, I'm 56 years old. I'll be 57 years old. Even though I've I'm been diagnosed with diabetes, I'm very happy that for the most part I have really good health." You may only I mean, be halfway through the journey, brother. Yeah, the way know, modern I've got, I've got a, I've got a lot of things to look forward or to. Or the Russians could launch tomorrow, and then and it doesn't you know, matter. Then the nuclear football is you know, in play, and you know we're all going to dive into our basement and hope for a nuclear winter. You know, I mean, what, you know, whatever. You know, I mean, yeah, it's it's just one of those things. I on mean, that happy note. On that happy note. We should play a tune. We should play a tune. Let's play oh, another one of let's, your tunes. Let's play one called. Uh, um, uh, the, was it the darkness of size? <laughs> yeah. The dark size. The dark size. That's right. The dark size. We're called the dark it's size. The dark size. Um, yeah, I, I, 
put that together, and it's like, uh, you know, it, it was it was a we had a little bit of a hard time when we rehearsed this, yeah, because we had just played the three four tone, and that we're doing later, and we started playing a damn thing in three four, and it's like, no, this is not doing? in three four. What the fuck are you doing? And I'm going, wait a minute, this is my tune. How come I'm screwing this up? But it's it's a it's a it's a nice tune. Um, it sounds kind of silly, but th- this was, uh, I was thinking of, of, uh, of, uh, of doing like a, a ballady tune, like a, like a, like a, almost like a Hendrix tune, like, uh, oh, yeah, like you know, a, has, has yeah. A, like a wing cry, little, little wing or, wing or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. And, and I, and it just, you know, it, it had, had a little bit of that. Yeah. And, and I was a little worried cause I'm going, that may be too much. And well, no, no, it, it really isn't. I don't think, I don't think it's, it's too much. I like the B section. Yeah, the B section. The B section. Nice you tried to play. We rehearsed it. You tried to play it too fast. You know. I tried to double it up. But it's nice how it just it rests on that. Yeah, it just sits there for a while, and that's the nice thing about this too. It, if we need, I, I I know I keep harping on this because because uh, I'm I'm still trying to put this in the planning stages, and with the new house, I'm really not doing as much planning, but. I'm gonna have a bass room, so I'm gonna be able to do some more stuff. I want to I want to record these, and I want to put other parts to them. I want to have have a have a bass melody, somebody playing bass, and then right. you know drums, and you know maybe maybe some other 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 stuff with it. Because you know, with nothing else, I'll have it have it for you know memories of all, sure. all that stuff. You know, but uh, it's it it this one really needs some some good. Symbols or, or you know or, or, or tampering in the back or right, but you, you know. got some bones. We got some bones to it. Yeah, it's yeah. Got, we have a structure and a melody. Yeah, which is you know the start of anything. And and you figure if you can do it with two bass players, and everything else should be easy. Well, everything should be easy, and you figure that that if somebody likes this this way, it should get better. Well, hopefully, you, you know. would think. You know, I mean, I guess. So let's let's uh, let's do this one. Where the 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 dark size is that we that's what we call dark, dark size size right uh, as opposed to dark side yeah all right here we go. Thank you. 
I still like that. I like it was it's a little yeah. slow. Hendrix, uh, yeah, Little Wing is one of my favorite tunes. You know what it also kind of reminds me of is uh, Stevie Wonder's because uh, we've ended as lovers, even oh, though it's yeah, not yeah, yeah. It's, it's not the same kind of thing, but yeah, it's I get not it. but that slow tempo that's still gritty. Yeah. You know that Jeff Beck covers that tune is just fucking Yeah. Uh, Anything that you can do, tempo like that. doesn't. To me, tempo is not as important as the soul of it or the grit of it. There's there's slow tunes that just are burning. Oh yeah 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 yeah. You know, it's just it's not a ballad. It's just that's that's the tempo we're living in, and it's it's it is what it is. Well, and here I I always said this when I was young, and I I still think this is the case. You have to be over 30 to be able to really, truly play a ballad. Because you haven't lived enough life to make enough mistakes or screw up or have some terrible things happen to you. For most people. For most people. I mean, obviously, there are are people that have some horrid lives. But, you know, you need to have some, you're talking about grit and and, soul soul and and, having something to say. Information that you're using as not, you're not, you're not. It's hard because you. Drawing from somebody I, I else. think as a vocalist, it's a little easier to maybe do what you're talking about, which is convey an emotion through music that has to do with, I don't say torture, but things you've gone through that you can, other people can relate through just through the music. As an instrumentalist, it's harder because you have to master whatever instrument it is. Your voice is an instrument as well, but I think it's a little different because you you live with that instrument all day, every day. And mastering piano, guitar, saxophone, to be able to get that instrument to speak the things you're talking about because music is really a way to convey emotion. And if you don't have command of the instrument, you're you're not going to be able to do that. No, and you have to have the ability to put yourself inside that moment, live in that moment and make something happen with it. Mm, but it, but it's yeah. like it's like writing a writing a song. It may convey a, a feeling that you have, but it may not. You know, if you're if you're sitting down going, I'm going to write something in minor and you're in a happy place, you might not be able to do that or you might have to think outside yourself like the vocalist thing. You know, you talk about actors or actresses putting themselves yeah. in a situation where they start thinking of a, of a terrible time in their life, so they cry or they get emotional because to put themselves put themselves in that circumstance. Yeah. I don't I don't view music as that in, in that regard. I view music using your life experiences and and twists and turns 
and making making music because of that. If you're feeling happy, then obviously go toward the happy song. But if, you, if you're feeling like crap, trying to write a happy song isn't going to come out very well, you know. As an artist. As an artist. Right. You know, and if and someone's paying you as a... If somebody says, I need you to write me a arranger. sad song. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to write you a goddamn <laughs> sad, sad song. And that's where the, you know? the actor has to like go, oh, okay. Go, well, yeah, I'm going I'm to act. You're, you're going to pay me to act yeah. sad and I'm the happiest yeah. person in the world. So what'd you call that? Dark, dark size. Dark size. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So I'm going to take it to the dark side, maybe, and just ask you a straight up question. Okay. UFOs, believer or non-believer? I, I believe that if we all think we all being not the Southern Baptists and y'all, or as we say in Pittsburgh, yins, yins. What do yins believe? What yins believe downtown? (laughs) You're going downtown. Um, I, I believe that if, if we think that we are the only people in the universe, that earth is the only place that's been populated by whomever you're, Full of shit. Populate. Whoa, 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 whoa. When you say populated, you mean the Earth populated by humans? Alien? No, no, no. I mean, okay. if we think that that Earth, the third rock from the sun, is the oh. only place in the entire universe that has beings on it. Okay. You gotta be shit. I thought there. you were maybe implying that other beings had come here and. I'm oh, like this is Men in Black. <laughs> populated. No, no, no. I don't believe any of that crap. You know, but I do. You, but do you do you think? Okay, so that's one thing. It's one thing to to go. Okay, it's a infinity of space out there. Yeah, there's there. got there's got to be somebody else. Otherwise, we're we're going. Hello, hello, hello. There's nobody here. That's, that's crazy. That wait, wait, that's that's just but un, do you believe, un, unbelievable. So it's possible that we're the most advanced. Of all, who knows? I mean, do you think other Co- other compared to me, what? Here's, here's the question. Right. Here's the question I have for you, Vinny Marshall. <laughs> Jesus, what? Jesus, Just, what? Listen, damn it, get, damn, <laughs> damn that, it, get over here. That up, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> do you believe extra extraterrestrial beings have come to this planet to check us out? Well, why yeah. not? Wouldn't you? If you had the ability, if you were J.R. Herb, you know, from the planet Fuckjoy, <laughs> and somebody said you could travel. FG13. <laughs> if you could go anywhere you wanted, wouldn't you go to someplace else to see what other people are doing? It's like looking at the windows at Macy's. Hey, look at that. There's people over there. Let me go look at that closer. It's uh, Sure. Why wouldn't you expect that? I would expect people to show up and go, hey, this person has like two eyes. What the hell are they? I've got 17. You know, how do they see? Or whatever. You know. Aliens <laughs> with 17 eyes. Well, you know, I guess they it need It sounds they, like they Osiris, the, 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 the Mesopotamian god. Who had, don't, don't talk to me that way. <laughs> watch your, I'll watch wa- your Watch your I'll language. wash your mouth out with soap. <laughs> you know, you're not too old to get... To get <laughs> I'll use the, I'll use the Irish belt. Spring. I'll use the Irish Spring. On your mouth. Oh my God. Listen here, sonny uh, boy. Yeah. No, but... You got to imagine that somebody else would if if so, look who, who let's is? let's let's go let's go in reverse. Okay. Let's go in reverse. Take like take reverse. earthlings, you know, us, right? Human beings. Right. The people on earth. Earthli- earthlings. <laughs> earthlings. <laughs> Listen to me when I'm talking to you. Uh, it, you if if we had the ability to travel at the speed of light 
and go anywhere. Don't you think we'd be like in a Star Trek episode looking for shit? Possibly. Possibly my ass. There'd be people going, I want to go five light years away. But if, you have, if, if we've advanced to that level of technology... Does our do we advance to maybe not wanting to do that? I don't know. What you think that you're scared and you want to stay home? No. You never know what you're going to no, find out fuck there. Fuck no! If you're that curious, man is a curious being. Fourth of July, man. Independence Day. Independence Day. You're going to go out and then you find these beings that are even far superior than us. So be careful. So we die, <laughs> but we had a good time in the process. You figure out what the hell you're doing. You know, I mean, why not? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you look? Look, you think about this now. Okay, in, a, in a, the fledgling amount of time we've been on the planet, comparatively to the age of Earth. Oh, yeah. Else, the fledgling period of time. What do you want to say about 5,000 years? Well, okay. Human beings in our current, current, current configuration. configuration sure. right? not, not plasmatic ooze or whatever. Right, right. or lobsters. Or whatever. But go ahead. Or small hands. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we've, <laughs> we've, we've gone... <laughs> He's, 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 he does it over there. I don't, I don't have a wallet to stick in your mouth. It's not like you're having a seizure. Um, so we have gone from, oh, from cavemen yes. to, you know, people in cars or, or, or well, you know. That's a big jump. I can go from like <laughs> maybe cavemen to, to the wheel. You know, to, to the yeah. wheel and, yeah, you know, and to, then to fire to the and, you know. Printing press yeah. well, before you, know, you got to. That, that's all. That's all. Neither here nor there. There's the, ah. the, the, eventual, the eventual point of this. This. Oh, okay. <laughs> Here's a point. Oh, we're going to get to a point. <laughs> the point is we've made such jumps and arrived at a place where we wanted to go outside of the, of the earth. You got people going to the moon. They're sending damn, you know. Fucking a- to ATVs to Mars. You know, they're sending Voyager out to Jupiter and the edge of the galaxy and all this other stuff. So you're, you're going, so this is the backward track. Right. Let's go to the, the forward track. track. Yeah, because you said if we if got so advanced, advanced, we would get to the point where we would go, yeah, I want to go outside this. You know, okay. you, you don't want to stick on your that. little pebble. You want to move on to someplace else. You want to see, look, how many years have we been searching to see if there's water on Mars so we could live on Mars? If, if they found out tomorrow that there was, there was ability to have water on Mars and there were plant life and that we could, we could deal with whatever the deal is with the, the weather changes and shit, there'd be people jumping to, you mean to tell me you wouldn't go live on Mars? Yes. You wouldn't? Correct. Why? Because it would be like... Were you hoping that you're going to get caught up by a Martian or some <laughs> shit? You know. I don't really... I, I kind of like the digs that I have here. Well, that's, that's a different story. I mean, if we it's could like, take your okay, digs... Okay, so, so, so I'm going to get on this ship, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to blast off, and it's going to take... How long does it take to get to fucking Mars? Let's just don't forever. You, know, you just you, and, and then when you get there, you have to live like some some type of like you're not being you know, very resilient. You're you're, you're 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 like a pilgrim. You're, it's no. You're not being very resilient. What if we what, could take what all kind those of, things away from you and what just kind of beer do they serve? You? Um, you could take all the beer you want. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm semi interested. So you could put you on the planet. Would just transport you, you're like you know, like Scotty. You know, say, hey, we'll get you over there. You know, boom, bang, bang, and you're there. Don't, don't worry about how you get there, all that stuff. You're there. 
wouldn't you want to experience something different? This is like Termin or no? What was the um, Total Recall? Total Recall. Wouldn't you like to experience something oh, different? Oh yeah, I want to. I want to do the the Mars vacation. The, the Mars spy vacation. <laughs> I'd like to be implant that into my head. I'd like to be James Bond. And, and can we have Sharon Stone as my wife? Um, don't get me in trouble, Vinny. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Bob Stone. <laughs> Bob Stone. That's even right. worse. <laughs> yeah, that's, that you get your you like Bob Stone? Yeah. Who the what, who what? the hell is Bob Stone? You don't like me. <laughs> so there's this guy named Bob Lazar. Have you heard of Bob Lazar? No, you asked me this before. And so I Bob Lazar is this guy who claims to have worked, you know, for Area 51, and had seen you know, space aliens. Well, on a table, whatever we have, naked. <laughs> no, actually. With the big <laughs> eyes. The big bug eyes. That's green. Not, that's not what They're like three foot tall. Didn't there, you see those? There's talk of that that's in, intertwined with all this UFO stuff that is interesting. Because if you think about it, if you were an advanced species that maybe came from... Same kind of DNA as us, or whatever. I wouldn't, I wouldn't look like a buggy, three-foot monster. The, the, the more intelligent you get, the less work you have to do, the less manual labor you're involved in. Sure, you don't need to be get bigger. What's going to get bigger? Your I can brain. Think of a few things. Your brain. <laughs> but in these scenarios, these these aliens, they don't have genitalia. What? Yes. Yeah, a lot of these, you know. That's an advanced race? I'm thinking maybe these... I guess they don't have any prostate cancer, so the, I guess it's okay. things that they're sending out are, are humanoid, or, or they're live bio beings, but they're synthetic. They've been created by other, you know, the, the, home, the home base people. Well, is, is sent that, here to that, observe us. Is that like the creepy crawlers who used to put that stuff in there and the great boys? Cook them? Yeah, yeah. You cook them, you know. You put the creepy crawler juice in there, green yeah. juice, and you make colored creepy crawlers. It's possible though, or maybe I don't know. It's very interesting. But do I believe in UFOs? Yes. Yes. Okay. Have I seen one? No, I haven't either. And and that's that's the other thing about this. This is this is the the pro con thing. Okay, so you you assume that that other other beings other other creatures how do you travel faster than well light? let's just say that, that they're more advanced and they travel faster than light to get here okay and and they have the ability to come see us so over the how many years have people seen ufos you know hundreds i don't know you know christopher, christopher columbus claimed to have seen okay UFOs. so sorry so we're talking about you know 1492 yeah. right so it's probably it's, before that you could probably go back to the 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 Egyptians. Okay, so so yeah, right. So let's let's maybe let's through say, all of time. Let's say it's knows? been five thousand years since since yeah, we've seen knows? UFOs. Yeah. Why haven't any of these motherfuckers landed? How do we know they haven't? Well, I guess we don't know that. But why have they crashed though? I mean, well, you're, I mean, you're in a if, fort, if, if, if you if look at like, Area Fifty One, I guess they did crash because we got one of those guys and put them put them on you know on display, you know. But the thing I don't I don't get is this. These these beings are traveling to us and they're checking us out. And so these people say, "Oh, I saw this yeah, this thing yeah. show up," and then they split. Okay, why aren't they coming back? Or they are coming back. Why aren't they bringing more people? 
or, or, or more maybe, beings. Maybe it's like Star Trek where they have a prime directive. They can't fuck with us. Don't, you, don't, fuck, you can with, watch. don't fuck with the human beings. They're little sea monkeys, and we Look, just need they, to leave they, them alone. They're, they're in the nuclear age. Yeah. They're the information age. It's, it's like it's going to take another age. thousand years to get where we are. Yeah, these, these are, are these are dipshits. You know, I'm comparatively. So I'm, I'm listening to these podcasts about you know space. You know these aliens with Bob Lazar and this this new guy, his uh, commander uh, Fravor, who's a Navy guy who saw apparently. Some kind of strange thing. They call it a. They don't call it a UFO anymore. It's like a AAV or something like that. They have a new name for it. Okay. But they're talking about technology. Maybe it's based in gravity. Maybe they've mastered gravity. Because if you if you look at some of the. Um, is it black stars and, and black holes or gravity based wormholes and shit yeah it's all based on so much gravity it creates so much if, if you master gravity maybe you could you know because what's gravity as far as we know all we know gravity is based on mass right but I mean if you the more and more mass you get the more and more energy you get to the point where you could have, if you could master gravity, then you could do everything quicker and faster. And yeah, you could uh, just imagine. That's probably what these black holes have to do. If you could master that and put it into a, you know, like a little one gallon a warp container. <laughs> a warp drive. Yes, Scotty. Gene, Gene, that's Gene what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, this is what I'm talking about. I mean, it's possible. Nobody said it wasn't possible. Hell, I watched like four years of Star Trek. It can't be. It's not impossible. <laughs> you know, I mean. Damn it, Scotty. I need more cowbell. <laughs> I'm a bass player, not a. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I thought that was interesting, though. It's, the the it, fact that gravity, if you could master gravity, if you could figure out. I mean, we're, we're just basically, I, we're basically mastering the atom. I have a hard barely. time mastering sleep. I've got a pat. I see pat. It's helping me. <laughs> it's, yeah, and and that hasn't mastered gravity yet either. Cause, yeah, because you got to put it on your on your face it, with it, straps. I know. And it, yeah, and you, know. you know what else? I need yeah. like a chin strap to keep my mouth from. Yeah, what, up what, what what kind of what kind of bullshit bullshit uh, race are we? We can't even figure out a way to put a damn thing on your nose. We can't, we can't you know. figure out how to sleep. You know, we, we, we you have a problem. You have to put this on your nose so you can breathe, huh? What, what, what do you mean I have to breathe? Whatever works. I, you know, what about these people that breathe underwater and shit, you know? Oh, that's an interesting thought. Yeah, they're ambidextrous. <laughs> uh, no, that's not it. <laughs> you know, you know the, all this stuff is absolutely possible. I completely believe it's possible. To me, there is nothing in the universe that isn't possible. It's a question of probability and what you can eventually prove what if what if these these you know other beings have mastered gravity which is enable them to just if if you master gravity and you put it in a lightning in a bottle so to speak in a warp drive sure the dilithium crystals you could just defy all if you can defy gravity you can defy all the laws of physics thank you so let's say you do that and you come here and you crash Maybe a couple people crash before, like during the dinosaur times. 
and these things are buried deep in the, and then we come across them. Have we come across them yet? I think, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to throw conspiracy theories out there because I'm not a big... <laughs> so you don't believe any of this shit, do you? Uh, it's fun to talk about. It's fun to talk about. I don't know if I really believe it. So you don't, you don't, I mean, you don't think that there's possibility that somebody could show up one day and go, I am General Zod and I'm here to, you know, take you back to the planet Kryptonite or any of that crap? That could happen. You know, I mean, I mean, it's certainly possible. You know, I, again, the differences between the planets, just, just taking some simple facts, the differences between the, the what, the nine or eight and a half, uh, uh, you know, planets we have in the solar system now, the differences between their makeup, their physical makeup, their mm -hmm. density. Yeah. Ones have rings, ones don't have rings. You know, the fact that on, on Venus you might be able to live for a while if you can get past the cloudy gas, and, and, and on Mars you can definitely live if you have water. You know, those things should be enough to tell you right there that there's other possibilities out there as far as what can be. That doesn't mean that we're all living in the world that everything looks like a human being. You know, you could be a person that breathes underwater and lives in a cloudy green gas. I don't know how, but, you know, that doesn't mean that it's not It's not possible. You know, it, it's, you everything's possible. Have you thought about being a writer for Netflix? You've got some great ideas here. Yeah. Well, if I could write them down, I, you know, I mean, I, I am left-handed, and, you know, I don't, I don't want to write them down and can't read them later. You know, but, but all, that, all that stuff certainly exists. It's certainly possible. You know, it's, it's a question on how far you want to go into the sci-fi version of, a, of this all. And then you're at the same time, you're assuming that all the parameters of life that we understand, all the laws of physics, all the life that we we understand that if you reach your hand out and put your hand on your nose, you touch it. What happens if, you know, there's a being that doesn't have a hand? But understands where it where it is mentally or physically or transcendentally or you know some crazy ass shit. Okay, you're getting really really fucking weird right now. This, at this Touching point, I don't know. You know it's I like, mean, you, it's better than Tom Testicle. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if I can't flick a booger, I don't want to talk about it. Okay, it's like, come on, man. You know, I mean, if you, well, if, you alien, if you don't have a finger, you can't play a bass. So I'm I'm out right most there. Most of those aliens, you know, you know they have like. And this is another thought. They have like I'll little suction cups. What, what if, yeah, these these advanced beings from other civilizations that are, you know, millennia, light years away, decide to send something to probe us? When I say probe, I don't I like mean, where this to, is going. <laughs> I mean, just to look at it. I'm old enough we're talking about colonoscopy, so I don't want to really like where this is going. Just poop in a box. So <laughs> they send right. this probe. They send this probe. But they can't physically make the trip. So, but they've been able to, to meld technology with flesh. Okay. So they don't need to have sex. They don't need to have sex, you know, organs. This, this, these are the aliens I'm talking about. This is ET. This. So, so they they eat Reese's peanuts. Peanuts. That's why they're gray because the, the the flesh is really dead. It's not really even alive. Oh, I see. See, that's why ET is gray. <laughs> I thought it was because Steven Spielberg couldn't figure out what color to make them. You know, it's like cyborgs. What color are the cyborgs in Star Trek? It's like dead, a ashy gray. Yes. Well, it's because they don't have blood. Wait a minute. You, that's, that's like human anatomy 101, pal. You know. But they're still alive. 
Well, yeah, but what, Why? that's because they don't have blood. Why? Because they, 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 li- they have oil or ooze or <laughs> plasma or whatever the hell it is. You know, jelly, other, be- jelly beans. I don't know. Some other kind of juice. I don't want to know. They, they're, they're full of beer. You know, I, who knows? Ooh, now I'm interested. Yeah. So, okay, so now you've got me interested in, in Mars. Yeah, now maybe, not, maybe you, I will go to Mars. If there's, you can you can make your own brewery in Mars. You know, you could be the first. You could be JR's Martian Brewery. You know, maybe I can finally get into Wikipedia. <laughs> I'll change. I'll go in and change it, <laughs> erase it, <laughs> and sit there with my left hand and this, erase it. This is this has not been confirmed. This is not. There's no citation on this. But Wikipedia needs your money. All right, I'm going to take you to the Weller. Oh, oh. Okay. So, this version of Take Me to the Weller involves my experience at the United States Air Force Academy. So, I was at the Academy, um, 03 to 05, working with cadets and other officers and enlisted folks. And those cadets, such hijinks, such comedy. You know, so. jocularity and soup. Jocularity, jocularity, jocularity. So anybody that likes mash will appreciate that. So it's in Colorado Springs. It snows there a lot. There's a lot of snow, and they also have this huge parade ground. So a, a parade ground. For those of you that aren't in the military, it's a huge, it's probably, oh, eight football fields put together where you would do this massive parade. And it's not really like a parade where there's tanks and shit. Well, or, yeah, or, or fire trucks and John Deere tractors. It's, and a grand marshal. And a grand or a Vinnie mar- marshal. <laughs> No, but there is a grand marshal in a way, so to speak. It's the commander of troops. But it's something that you would see in in, um, a military movie where they have all these troops lined up at the end of training. Taps. Oh, that was a good one. Or or, um, stripes, not so much. But there there, there was a pass and review. Or puke and review, as that was. Yes, you just... The troops go by the stand, reviewing stand with the, you know, reviewing officers there, saluting back to them. But anyways, there's this massive field. It's it's eight, ten football fields, maybe more. It's just this huge field with um, some stands, some reviewing stands, and so on and so forth. And you can see this field from where the general's office is. The general's office is up on, you know, on the sixth, fourth or fifth floor of one of the one of the buildings and it overlooks this parade field. So this one time it had snowed and the cadets in their infinite wisdom and their jocularity, jocularity, jocularity had decided to go out and kind of like those uh, cornfields where they make little designs in the cornfields. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, whatever they call those damn crop crop, crop, crop designs or crap yeah. designs or whatever. They decided to do a snow design, and the snow design was in, in, in the... Uh, Shape of a... Phallic symbol. It was oh. a large penis, yes. And it was... 
So the general comes into to work and he looks outside his office window and he looks down at the prairie ground. Which Marge, is, come look at this. It's pure white, except for the fact that the cadets had trampled their way around. Their, you know, their uh, large penis was on the prairie field. So what does the general do? He makes a large vagina. No, he picks up the phone. He calls the chief. Chief, there's a large penis on my parade field. Have it I, removed. I want that removed immediately. <laughs> well, sir, if you get it a large vagina, it'll go away. <laughs> After After about 20 minutes. I was going to say three, but whatever. <laughs> so, so, so she picks up the phone, and he calls my friend Don Cop, who's the um, ceremonial NCO. He's the one who's like... Master of penises. Well, he's the master of... Of drilling ceremonies, and he's kind of responsible for the parade field. Don, we've got a problem. Get up to my office. And bring your binoculars. <laughs> you won't need binoculars. <laughs> you can see this from space. Bring your the, anatomy book. <laughs> the aliens are, can see this from, from Mars, okay? This, this is a large penis that's on the parade field. <laughs> so Don shows oh up at the God. chief's office. Oh, Chief, Chief's like, he's this old southern boy. Big. So Don, here's my keys to my pickup truck. I need you to get down there and erase this penis that's on, <laughs> just, on my just, parade field. Just erase it. If nothing else, get rid of the balls. You erase that penis. I we, want you to castrate that penis right away. <laughs> Don says, all right, Chief, how do you want me to do it? He says, I don't care. Just get get it done. Get it done. General, get, get her done. The commandant is not happy. Get this done. Does that mean after they were finished, they smoked a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> he probably needed to. Don doesn't smoke. But uh, he probably did that day. So He's a good friend of mine. I'll have to tell him to tune in on this one. So, so Don decides. So the Chief gives... Don the keys. He's a master sergeant. Right. Master cop the keys, and says, "Take care of this." So he's not going to do it alone. He doesn't call me, but he calls one of the cadets. That's like his counterpart, right? Who's in charge of drill and ceremony for the cadet wing. He's like, "Aaron, need you get over here asap. We got a problem. We got to erase this large phallic symbols on the breaker." So the plan is get in the chief's truck and go down and just start doing donuts. <laughs> Why does that penis look like it has genital warts? Oh, they ain't gonna be none of that. They're just, they're just uh, so here's the master sergeant with the cadet next to him. And the chief's like, it's like an old beat up pickup truck out on this parade field. <laughs> they're doing donuts. Next thing you know, the police show up. <laughs> You don't, you don't seem to understand, officer. We're trying to get rid of the big penis. Can I, can I see the registration? Sir, this car does not belong to you. You don't seem to understand. Uh, see, <laughs> see they, missed, they missed a perfect opportunity. They could have went to Menards and got all the ice snow melt stuff that they could come up with and just, everything and around just it. made everything around it. Except all, for the... Except for the penis. You know, it would have been perfect. The, yeah, the, everyone would have been demoted. Yeah. Or something. Or, yeah. yeah. They would all have their penises cut off. Talk about circumcision. <laughs> yeah. Yoy. Oh, my God. That's perfect. 
Oh, so Jesus. that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Eventually, everybody was cleared of any... Any wrongdoing. Any wrongdoing. <laughs> but at the time, it, it was pretty funny that, you know... Three balls? What do you mean three balls? It's <laughs> my friend Lefty. His brother Lefty. And, and Tom Testicle. <laughs> two brothers, Lefty and Lefty. Lefty and Ballsy. Oh, God. That's beautiful, JR. So anyways, I thought I would share that. Well, that's a take me to the Weller from the training the environment training, uh, at the United States uh, Air, Air Force, Force Academy, you know, Colorado Springs, we, Colorado. We have we have one more tune to play if you'd like to play it. Let's do one more tune. It's it's it, it's an appropriate name. I didn't realize that where this this name was going to be you know used, but it's called Minefield of Love. That's <laughs> 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 oh, perfect. That's no, fucking perfect. Uh, um. Wow. Let's try the same thing. All right. Whew. This this is this is one of these tunes that is super easy, but it's, it's so, so easy, easy it's hard. hard. Uh, it's like country music. No, don't say that. It's country's hard, man. I don't want to play country. I this know, but country. it's country music. You gotta pay attention because there's always a little something that makes the tune the tune. You're not paying attention, man. You're gonna miss it, and you're gonna be sorry. So, just saying. <laughs> All right, let's play. What keys is in? Hey. Good country key. Okay. Hey, hey, what? What? What do we? Hey, what do we? Hey. It's in the key of A. Good country key. <laughs> that key better it's one of those damn open strengths i get down there and race that penis <laughs> make and be quick about it we don't want anything to happen to that Toot penis. sweet make haste <laughs> make haste Toot sweet. we gotta get that penis <laughs> too sweet on that parade field keep all those women away from there we don't want i don't anything. need no russian spy satellites <laughs> Or there's Chicoms <laughs> seeing penises on my parade field. <laughs> you can see that shit from space. <laughs> the guy that jumped jumped from the like the stratosphere or whatever. <laughs> what is that? I think I just saw a giant penis. <laughs> what did he just say? He said penis. <laughs> Sweet mother of God. <laughs> Where have we gone wrong? <laughs> this is the best part of the podcast, <laughs> podcast ever. Those of you that checked out minute two, this is what you missed. And those of you that stuck around, this Congratu is why you, Congratulations. This is why You've made it. You've made it to the good part. around, man. These are the stories. These are the times. These are the issues. This is the shit, man. This is what we live for. The, the name of this song is Minefield of Love or Remove That Penis. <laughs> From the parade field. Oh, from the parade field. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Oh, my. Here we go.
Hey, oh well, my God. I, I feel I feel like a, a clean slate. It's like a clean slate now. Thank you. Oh, it's like somebody took a an old Ford F one fifty out and drove donuts in our song. <laughs> oh, thank God. Ah, <laughs> and uh, copies of this podcast can be purchased at the back of the band. <laughs> and make sure that you bring a picture for us to sign. <laughs> Uh, of course, we'll take different crop dusting sign pictures if you'd like. Um, whatever you think you could uh, get on the camera. And if you want to see the aliens, they're here at Wright Pat. Right, in the Area 51. Area B now. The area moved, B, that's yeah, right. They moved, they've moved them. They've moved them. That's right. They moved these aliens around so that... You know, how long has it been? 50 years? Aren't they decomposed by now? I'm telling you, these things... Are were, made of rubber? They were made decomposed. They were made of dead flesh, so it, it, they can't they, they can't get any deader? No, exactly. Oh, my God. Can, exactly. This is this is an a infinite loop that nobody's going to get out of. Okay, I, I need you to listen to Joe Rogan's podcast with 
Commander Fravor. He, I heard something. You played, I'm you telling some you. Of that. Some of that was a little this is crazy. Real. It's real. Yeah, you're it's talking about real. shit in the water and stuff. Yeah. And, you know. Well, if you can control gravity, why we couldn't you go water? in? It, yeah. Yes. Water's nothing. Oh, Space is nothing. Air is nothing. At this point, you're this conversation in. is nothing. <laughs> Say goodnight, Vinny. Goodnight, Vinny. <laughs> Thank you.